Lawmakers approved the use of deadly force against bears after they ate all the cupcakes. A man was fired from his job for being in the bathroom six hours a day. And a woman hired a hitman online to kill the wife of her dating match. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a young man inside a closet. That's right. It's right here, guys. You want to hear it? There it is. In the closet, guys. I'm back in the closet again. Lawmakers approve the use of deadly force against bears after one of them broke into a bakery and ate all of the cupcakes. That's when the police finally stepped in. No, no, because they're going to go from cupcakes to the precious donuts. Can't have that. They might even help themselves to some gluten-free scones. You don't know. Bears love gluten-free scones, as you know. Connecticut lawmakers voted Friday to take steps to protect Connecticut citizens from the state's growing bear population. I had no idea there were so many bears in Connecticut. But the lawmakers stopped far short of a bear hunt and restrictions on people unintentionally feeding the hungry animals. The legislation instead explicitly allows a citizen of Connecticut to use deadly force to kill a bear in the state if they reasonably believe that it's inflicting or about to inflict great bodily harm to a person, a pet, or is entering an occupied building. So they're like, you know what? You just you can kill the bear now. We're going to let you kill the bear. As if killing a bear is easy. Yeah. It's just like stepping on a cockroach. Just step on the bear's head. That'll kill it. Or just whack it like a mosquito. That'll, that'll send it into death. <laughs> send it into death? Yes, that'll kill it. <laughs> I mean, we got to do something about these bears eating the cupcakes. Next thing you know, they're going to be stealing catalytic converters off of Toyota Priuses. You know how that can be, right? <laughs> all right let's keep reading and find out all of these problems in Connecticut. They got bears, bears eating all the delicious baked goods. The bill now moves on to the Democratic governor, Ned Lamont's desk. Will he sign it? It's been one of the most emotional issues of this year's legislative session, the bears eating the cupcakes in Connecticut. It's pitted legislators who want to protect these animals against those whose constituents are really afraid to let their children play outside these days. Now, we have a 74-year-old woman who suffered some bites to her arms and legs by a bear in April while she was walking her dog in Hartford, Connecticut. There were a couple attacks last year, including one on a 10-year-old boy who was mauled in his own backyard. And then, of course, we have the bakery incident. Last month, a very hungry black bear broke into a bakery in the suburban community of Avon, scared some of the bakery employees and helped itself to 60 cupcakes before running away. The intrusion was caught on surveillance tape and shared online. Caused quite a stir in the state of Connecticut. Yes, yes, you've heard of cocaine bear? Well, yeah, watch out for cupcake bear. A bear with a severe sugar high. (laughs) You want to watch out for that. Well, good to know, citizens of Connecticut... You'll be able to protect your baked goods and your children with the new legislation, which will allow you to kill a bear. Uh, Unfortunately, we have a Second Amendment that says we have the right to arm the bears as well. So watch out for that. The bears could be armed as well. (laughs) Doesn't say what the penalty for picnic baskets are. Hey, boo-boo. In case you're wondering uh, about the bear population in Connecticut, they estimate that there's between 1,000 and 1,200 bears in the state. 
Some people have advocated for a limited bear hunt. That idea, however, has been very controversial and was actually removed from this bill. So no bear hunts going on. You can only kill it if it's um, if it jumps into your car and yells shotgun and then you can just kill it. Uh, we have in this story a Democratic representative, Mary, who said Connecticut needs a bear smart program to teach the residents how to safely coexist with bears like what is in place in other states. I'm not familiar with how other states handle the bear situation. I doubt they just give everybody a, a bear killing permit. You know, so just uh, just if it comes into your into your property, you could just murder it. Um, I know in Japan they're dealing with it by having bear hunts and selling the meat out of vending machines, and it's been pretty successful, that program. To do that in this country, though, would probably raise some eyebrows. I don't know if people would go for that. Uh, but I covered that story on Weird AF News. I don't know. I don't know how you deal with a situation like this. Clearly, we have to coexist with with animals in our world. Some of the animals are, are, are giant, though, and they like our baked goods. A man is fired from his job for taking toilet breaks for six hours every day. This sounds like a George Costanza-level HR situation. <laughs> I have a condition! I have a serious condition! A man in China has been fired for taking up to six hours in the toilet every day during his eight-hour work shift. So he works eight hours. He's in the bathroom for six hours. Okay. Well, you know, boss makes a dollar. I make a dime. That's why I poop on the company time. Have you heard that? <laughs> Let's find out what happened here. Maybe this guy really has a phys physiological condition of some sort. Perhaps he has Crohn's. That makes you go to the bathroom all day long. You're just, your waking hours are spent on the toilet. I know this. I have a friend with it. It's a horrible thing. So it says here that the Chinese court recently ruled that the daily toilet breaks of the man surnamed Wang, quote, were not within reasonable and normal physiological needs, even though Wang claimed he had health concerns. And that was his reason for being on the toilet so much. Well, I mean, if you're caught on the toilet for six hours at work, you must say it's health reasons. It's really you're only out at that point, right? You just go, I, got a, I got a condition, man. I got a condition. That's why I'm in here. No, no, no. I'm not watching porn. I have a condition. The local media reported the employee had some surgery due to an anorectal problem in December. Okay, it sounds like a health condition to me. It was an anorectal problem. It doesn't say what that is, but it sounds like somebody needs a toilet a lot. Probably should have just stayed at home and not gone back to work so soon from your operation. The pain persisted months later, he claims. He said his health condition forced his need to stay in the toilet from three to six hours every day. Well, I mean, you got to let your boss know what's going on. You know, right away. Hey, I had this surgery, right? You know about my surgery? Well, I thought I was going to be able to stay off the toilet all day, but uh, it's not, that's not what's going on. I have to be on the toilet all day. How about I bring my smartphone to the toilet and now I'm working remotely. I'm still on the property though. I'm, I'm in the building. I'm just in there working. Is that okay? Can you just forward all my calls to uh, bathroom stall number three. That's my favorite one. It's very comfortable. I brought a little pad for the seat for me because I got, ooh, it's very, very tender down there, as you can imagine. The company that let Wang go is unnamed in this particular story, but they're, they're in the Tianjin state. So that narrows it down. You guys are familiar with that area of China, I'm sure. They're claiming that this guy used the toilet over 20 times in a very short span. Well, 20 times doesn't seem like that much. They dismissed him from the firm, citing their rules in line with tardiness, absences, and uh, what they're saying is leaving work earlier than expected. 
Of course, uh, Wang appealed the termination, and it eventually reached the high court in China. Seems strange that this would go all the way to the high court. A man being fired from his job for being full of crapola went to the high court, and the judge did not rule in favor of him and uh, found that the company's decision to let him go were legal and justified. Well, now this poor guy, Wang, is without a job and still has to be on the crapper for six hours a day. I mean, it's just a lose-lose for him. Maybe he can find some remote work of some sort. Let me ask you guys, is it unlawful for a company to fire you for having all these toilet breaks? Seems like they could have came up with some sort of happy medium. But anyways, what do you think? Call the show 646-450-2012. Yay! A woman paid a hired hitman off the dark web to kill the wife of her dating match. A Tennessee woman allegedly paid to hire a hitman to kill the wife of a man that she met on a dating site, according to a criminal complaint. I covered a story earlier in this year of someone hiring someone off a website. It was like hireahitman.com or hitmanforhire.org, whatever it was. People are so dumb. You don't think the FBI is behind this website? Are you okay? We have Melody Sasser. She was arrested on May 18th. She's being held in custody on probable cause that she allegedly attempted murder for hire. She's accused of transferring $10,000 in Bitcoin to a website called Online Killers Market. <laughs> Onlinekillersmarket.gov. Hmm, that seems strange, that .gov part. I wonder if it's run by the government. Nah, can't be, can't be. This is an online killers market. It can't be run by the government. So she sent $10,000 in Bitcoin in exchange for the murder of the wife of the man she met on a dating site. I know it sounds very convoluted, but let's try and unpack this. Uh, Melody and the man she met on Match.com had become hiking friends. Ooh, hiking friends. But when Melody's Match revealed that he was going to be moving out of state with the woman that he planned to marry, Melody didn't like that. She wanted to continue the hikes that they had. Pick up some cupcakes from the bakery, go on a hike. Anyways, Melody turned to the dark web. Yeah, that's where you go to solve all your problems. She had a pseudonym called Cat Tree. She went by Cat Tree so that it didn't raise any red flags. She allegedly posted her hit order on this website, Online Killers Market. You could just post your hit, your hitman site, how you want it done, when you want it done. Okay, so... The authorities said in her post, she wrote, this needs to seem random or an accident. Maybe plant drugs. I don't want a long investigation here. <laughs> I don't want a long investigation. Wow. She's very specific. If you could uh, somehow make this look like an accident involving a bear, even better. <laughs> <laughs> Just plant some cupcakes on her. No, everyone will think the bear's after her cupcakes. Uh, <laughs> I don't want a long investigation. I heard cyanide doesn't have a smell. Hint, hint, hint. Well, in the post, Melody provided the would-be killers with detailed information about her match's wife, which included where she lived, where she worked, and what car she drove. She also apparently passed along specific information about the intended victim's whereabouts, according to the complaint. Authorities say she found that information from the fitness tracking application Strava, which connects to Garmin fitness matches and shares location data. Oh, fascinating. So she was using the fitness app that the, um, the match's wife had to find out where she was. 
so just FYI, guys, if you're on these fitness apps, people can track your whereabouts, it seems like. So if anyone wants to murder you, you might want to shut that off. It turns out Melody got very specific with her post and made updates on it. She, she wrote, um, quote, Yesterday, she worked from home and went for a two-mile walk all by herself. <laughs> wink, wink. Sometimes she walks by herself, guys. Okay. It seems like Melody grew impatient, apparently. She allegedly took to Cat Tree again to message the administrator of this dark website to check on the status of her murder request. Could I get a status update on my murder request, please? I've been waiting for two months. <laughs> She's still alive, guys. She's been going... I, I, I'm following her fitness app. She's still working out. So she's still getting her steps in. If you guys could make all those steps go away, hint, hint. The authorities say she wrote on the post, quote, what is the delay? When will this be done? <laughs> Lady, are you okay? <laughs> now, all of this came to a head when the couple did, in fact, marry and move away to Alabama. And that is when Melody showed up unannounced at the couple's new home and reportedly told them, quote, I hope you both fall off a cliff and die. <laughs> so then she was arrested, of course. You can't just walk up to somebody's home and tell them that you hope they die. And you also can't uh, go on uh, killer for hire websites that are run by the FBI and make a post. Yay! I just want to thank you all for joining me, Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, for another episode in the only daily weird news podcast in the galaxy. We do weird news five days a week, and on Friday, only weird news from Florida. If you haven't subscribed yet, please consider doing so. Uh, I always welcome reviews of the show. You can do so on Amazon and Apple Podcasts and even on Spotify. So I appreciate that. got some phone calls from listeners that I'm going to publish after this. If you'd like to listen to those, please stick around. If you want to call the show, the number is 646-450-2012. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Please send me any weird news stories that you came across. You can also drop them into my Instagram DMs, at funnyjones as well. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. and appreciate your time. We're going to just skip right to the uh, the phone calls then. If you'd like to support the show in any other way, just go to weirdafnews.com and there's some other options. I love you very much. We'll see you tomorrow. My weird news guy has a first name. It's J-O-N-E-S-Y. My weird news guy has a second name. It's J-O-N-S-E-Y. Hey, Jonesy. It's John Boy from Tennessee. Wishing you... Good luck with your life, man. I love you and everything you do. Oh, Jonesy. Oh, my God. This is Becca in New Braunfels. I just finished watching Train uh, to Busan <laughs> because you mentioned it the other day on your podcast. Holy. Oh, my God. First of all, Korean cinematography and entertainment is amazing. I haven't seen anything bad that the South Koreans have produced. Oh, anyway, just thank you for mentioning it. So good. And if all of your other listeners didn't immediately go and look it up the way I did and then watch it, they need to. Because if you love drama and pathos, you're going to love this movie. If you love zombies, you're going to enjoy this movie quite a bit, but it's really not about the zombies. All the emotions and the raw, gripping drama 
and the use of music to really draw things out and totally watch it in Korean with English subtitles. It's always better that way. Oh, thanks. Bye. Hello, Jonesy. It's Hannah. Um, yes, I've been listening to, you know, the episodes, but I'm very behind. Um, I'm in the process of listening to the episodes from the week of uh, May 22nd. And, um, you know, there are just some episodes I don't remember. You know, there are like some episodes that I don't remember because I have trouble focusing and like I'm listening, but I'm, you know, not really paying attention. So yeah, and, you know, I was wondering, is that normal? Do some of the other listeners have that problem paying attention? Um, yeah, um, I think I might have ADHD, but I haven't been formally diagnosed. Um, but yeah, I do like the way that you tell the stories, and I think you're very articulate and very well-spoken. Good luck with your life, man. Hey, Jonesy, uh... Will you please tell us the full story of when you had your hair cut by a pimp? That would be an amazing story to hear. Please. Good luck with your life, man. Jonesy Rock and Roller, you just mentioned my favorite band, Ben Lizzy. Yes, he was an Irish man, black Irish, and he did play the bass. Ben Lizzy, I had the pleasure of seeing them only once in my life, but did see them, so I can say I have bragging rights on that. Hopefully you're doing good. Hopefully all is well with you. Got a kick out of the Finn Lizzie bit. Um, Finn Lizzie, Irish fan. He was a black Irish man, which is pretty cool, I think. And uh, being half Irish and half Italian, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Hopefully you're doing well, recuperating over that basketball Celtics loss, and hopefully everything's good with you. Keep pimping your comedy shows. Talk to you later. Love you, Jim from Cleveland. Hey, Jonesy, it's Smokey calling. Man, I really liked your Florida Friday episode. The, the guy who was in Florida and he was all freaked out, he said he was on Molly, but that didn't match the symptoms, man. You said you're a professional drug taker, and those symptoms did not match. Well, I was so happy to hear you say your disclaimer, that weird AF news, and Jonesy does not condone the taking of drugs. Man, that pleased me so much. Well, anyway, I was totally stoned listening to the podcast because I find it totally enhances my listening experience. And you were saying that on the episode that a a boy from India who's living in Florida was the winner of the script Spelling Bee. Man, that was really cool. A totally uplifting story. But he was one of 11 finalists in the contest out of 11 million entrants who won. 
And you said that blew your mind because you just couldn't do the math on what the odds were of winning. Jonesy, the answer for the math is in music, man. Everything for math and for all answers, man, are in music. And then his word, samophile, you couldn't figure out how to spell it. And you said you didn't even know if you could spell bananas. And the answer for that is in music, man. Gwen Stefani, holla back girl. Like the the odds for him winning, it's in Larry Graham. One in a million chance of a lifetime. That's your answer, man, Jonesy. It's right there in the music. And for you to spell bananas, Gwen Stefani. My shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. It is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. See, Jonesy, you just got to go to the music. And then you were talking about Finn Lizzy and the bassist, Bill Linnett. Oh, man. He was so persecuted when he was living in London. His mom was white and his dad was Brazilian. His mom sent him to Ireland at age nine to go live with his his grandparents, man. That was sad that he like lived that way. But he died at age 36 from a drug overdose, man. That's sad. But that band was so cool, so cool. But who would think a black lead singer who played the bass? But their music was really rocking, man. Really a great band that people should pick pick up on listening to. You know, their band was named after a cartoon strip where the character, Thin Lizzy, was a, a cartoon robot. And they they put the H in the cartoon name Teen Lizzie because 